0: Hi, this is Tom Laurie.
1: I'm your mentor for today. I'm here to challenge your thinking about life and work. Today, we will be focusing on you and how you can break false beliefs about yourself. Who am I? What gets in my way? Why? What should I focus on? What should I avoid? Why am I stuck? Am I in the right career? Can I improve my life at home? Can I improve my life at work? Can I improve my relationships? Is there something that can give me an edge in life and work that will streamline my path to personal success? In other words, is there a better way? I have asked Joseph Kavanaugh III to explore this with us today. He is an expert in improving emotional, relational, and conversational intelligence and will be joining us from Omaha, Nebraska, where he and his wife, Janie, live. But before Joe joins us, did you hear about the IPO last week for Snapchat? It was a big public offering. Snapchat, for those that are not familiar with it, is a popular mobile app that sends videos and pictures, both of which will self-destruct after a few seconds, after a person has viewed it. The public offering was a big one, even by... Silicon Valley Standards. The company was valued at $24 billion, making it the biggest IPO since Facebook in 2012. A great side story to the IPO was a Catholic high school, St. Francis High School in Mountain View, which made $24 million on a $15,000 investment. A parent who was one of Snapchat's early investors through his fund convinced the school board to take the risk. But there was also another side story that relates more to this show and what we're here to do. It centered on the founder, even Spiegel, and his approach to managing the business. In the offering document, investors were cautioned that the founder may be putting SNAP at risk going forward. He avoids holding company-wide meetings and prefers to dispense information to individuals in small groups or individually. Spiegel is elusive, secretive, and has resisted the trend to an open collaborative culture. SNAP does not have any headquarters. Its main offices are scattered around Venice, Florida, Venice, California, excuse me, keeping its employees siloed and making communications at best difficult. The company and its filing, listed the lack of a headquarters as a risk factor that could hurt morale, prevent adequate oversight, and cost the company the ability to recruit talent and turnover. A recent business insider story said Snap is an organization struggling to create a sense of cohesion within its swelling ranks and locked into a top-down and polarizing culture that leaves many employees frustrated. One person who left the company said, I definitely did not feel as if I was a valued part of the team. And he cited the secretive culture. When you don't know what's going on and just read about it in the headlines, it makes you feel like an outsider. You feel like a fool. I once worked in a company where the CEO, he came in as the second in command. It was run by a individual who was a scientist who ran a company, not maybe not so much secretive, but he siloed everybody. And he would call people in individually and talk to them so no one really knew what was going on. I can tell you from personal experience, it created a lot of dysfunction in the company and really impacted the ability for people to make their contribution. The real question is for Snapchat, is it a viable company long-term? Particularly in a world that demands agility, adaptation for survival. Agility and adaptation requires strong communications. People need to communicate with one another, they may need to trust one another, and when you put distance between individuals, you create fear, uncertainty, and certainly that will lead to dysfunction. A word to the wise, particularly for younger people, don't ever let a mercurial founder blind you. Don't ever let an IPO that's valued in the billions of dollars blind you. Consider the alternative approaches to building a team. I hope to have a couple of people as guests in the future who wrote some books that'll give you an alternative way to build a company. One is David market, former captain in the Navy who wrote, turn the ship around a true story of building leaders. A second book is by general Stanley McChrystal team of teams, new rules for engagement in a complex world. These offer an alternative to the, what you see with Snapchat, The need for communication, collaboration, and synergy are for real. Our guest today, Joe Cavanaugh, can talk to that. For those who have just tuned in, this is The Mentors, and I'm Tom Laurie. Our subject is Breaking False Beliefs, and our guest is Joseph Cavanaugh. Joe is an expert in strengths-based management. He is the president of equip to equip which is dedicated to equipping leaders to equip those they lead. He is a master coach and trainer in MCOR, VIA, Patterson Center, Life Plans for Individuals, and StratUp for Organizations. He has coached over 5,000 people throughout North America, Africa, Asia Pacific, and Southeast Asia. And he has trained coaches in these various geographies. He's the author of The Language of the Blessing and a frequent speaker. He's also been an entrepreneur. Joe... We got about a few seconds just to say hello. Hi, Tom. So, first question is, what got you into this?
2: I have always wondered what makes people tick. And uh, Strength Finders was one of those things that just created incredible insights.
1: Well, we're gonna come back in a second, and we're gonna talk about the value of knowing yourself and how 20 bucks can be the best investment you can make this year. This is Tom Laurie, the mentor.
0: And now. Back to the Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. This is your mentor,
1: Tom Laurie, and today I'm with Joe Cavanaugh III. We're talking about using StrengthsFinder to improve your life and career by improving your emotional, relational, and conversational intelligence. Joe, just before the break, I was asking you about how you got into this. And tell me a little bit about your background and what led you to becoming a coach.
2: My entire adult life, I've been a kind of a serial entrepreneur, which creating different businesses, organizations. And one of the keys is always, you know, how do you develop people? How do you optimize teams working together? And I I really came to appreciate just how incredibly unique each person really was, but struggled finding something that could actually help you measure that, you know, work with it in a, in a way that was really impactful. And, and that was true until I stumbled across Fighters in 2002. And I took it, and I still remember my wife's first reaction to it is I, I just took the, you know, got the top five and read those to her and this is a quote. She said, that is just creepy that anyone would know you that well. And so kind of a backhanded compliment, I guess, there from the standpoint of how incredibly accurate the results really were. And so that piqued my interest. And as I began talking to other people about this and exposing them to it, it, it was clear that it really resonated in a very deep and meaningful way for people. And that led me then in uh, 2002 to actually become a trained certified uh, coach by the Gallup organization with Strain Finders and actually go even deeper into it where we could look at their full report, which actually shows all 34 strengths in the particular order that that individual experiences them.
1: So you heard it from Joe it's creepy, <laughs> <laughs> and it's accurate. That's pretty creepy, I think, isn't it?
2: <laughs> so, Well, that, that's, that's my wife's term. <laughs> I would not have used that term.
1: So, so the, we'll get into the meat and potatoes here in a second, but why... I mean, really, this is all about getting to know thyself. It is. Why is self-awareness so important for success?
2: You know, a true story goes back some time ago, decades actually. The Gallup organization was researching what creates the best of the best, world-class performance among a a wide range of roles across the globe. And they were in search of of a set of talents that it would explain why, uh, let's say, neurosurgeons excel at their work, why CEOs excel at their work, And much to their original frustration, they found that you could take the 100 top CEOs in the world, and the diversity of their talents was mind-boggling. They only found one commonality among the best of the best in the world, and that was extremely high self-awareness and very high other awareness. So... What made these executives the best of the best was they were using the far majority of their time, at a minimum, 85% of their time, doing what they excelled at. And then those areas where they knew they did not excel, they found complementary partnerships with people who did excel, and that allowed them then to invest that, the, their time into what they really did best.
1: So... With StrengthsFinder, it helps us to understand those things at which we can excel. And I would assume, and you use this in a group setting, it helps you to identify the strengths of those people you're working with. Is that, do I have it?
2: That is absolutely true. And as we're going to find out uh, in this conversation, the uniqueness of each person is truly amazing And the other truth is that every single human being is immensely talented, but what Galp's research shows, they just don't know it.
1: So I'm very familiar, and I suspect uh, my good friends on the other end of the microphone who are listening, some of them have heard about the Myers-Briggs, and we've gone through that. It's another way of looking at yourself. But... One of the problems with that is that there's four buckets, and you're kind of put in a bucket. How is StrengthsFinders different from the Myers-Briggs approach in terms of the four cubby holes that you can be put in?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with Myers-Briggs, there's 16 possible outcomes and with, with the four different categories. With StrengthsFinders, when you receive your top five First of all there's over 278,000 combinations of top 5. Wow. Once we put them in order, so Tom, you've taken strain finders, we've seen your top 5, your top 5 on average will occur once in 33.4 million people one time.
1: That that means we're pretty unique.
2: It gets amazingly so. Again, we work with people with their full report. And if you look at just your top ten, and odds are all ten of your your top strengths are what we call signature themes. You're compelled to function within those, and you can excel at a world-class level with those. And those top ten, those will occur once in $447
1: Uh, that probably takes in the universe when you try to figure out your, your uniqueness. It's not just on Earth, right?
2: Well, it's pretty safe to say, Tom, that no one like you has ever existed. No one like you will ever exist again. That you are unique in all of creation. And it's true of every single person that you're going to
1: work with. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the assessment. How, how, they, how somebody would go about doing the assessment.
2: Well, you can go to the Gallup site. It's uh, com. A little bit of a long URL there, but gallupstrengthscenter.com. And for $15, you can take the assessment, and that will show your, your top five, your five strongest strengths, and give you uh, additional information about that. And you can read those descriptions and see what your Uh, uh, again, unique in within 33.4 million, Uh, and then read through and see how accurate you feel those describe you.
1: And how long does this uh, test take? The assessment is
2: timed, and it takes approximately between 30 and 40 minutes. Uh, They're actually going, you're gonna answer 180 paired questions. And so in reality, you're actually answering 359 questions, one duplicate. Uh, but uh, it goes very, very quickly. You get a 20 seconds to think about each question. And if you take longer than 20 seconds, the assessment's going to say you're neutral about that. That's, that's a valid response. And it'll move you on to the next question.
1: Now, I read somewhere that when you are working with your strengths you feel energized. And I and as I recall there's what you call non-pattern or the lower the lower part of this list of 34 that really don't fit for you and I understand that if you try to play to those you feel exhausted. Could you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yes. <clears throat> Gallup has actually done Almost countless number of surveys, and what they have consistently found over the last 30 years is that we live in a weakness focused world. If you think about our education system, it tends to focus on weaknesses. In the corporate world, many corporations, when you receive that annual review, up to 90% of the time will be focused on weakness and only 10% celebrating your successes, and your strengths. And so what Gallup discovered through surveying is that the majority, like over two-thirds of the population globally, believe that their greatest opportunity is to take their weaknesses and turn those into some degree of competency, and that will prevent them really from failing, but the reality is it will never make them successful. And it's our strengths that really are the key to world-class performance. And, but, again, the whole world is focused on weakness, not strength. So StrengthFinder is really a very revolutionary approach, and it was developed by Dr. Don Clifton, who is now considered the father of strength-based psychology or positive psychology and focusing on what people – do best, so it's a major shift that's beginning to take place. But when we try to work within our weaknesses, to answer your question, we find it absolutely draining. It's wearying to be focusing on that which we do not do well. And what neuroplasticity science is showing is these non-patterns that we identify within strength finders. We they were referred to as non-patterns because we lack the neural pattern in our brain to be able to do that strength. Let's
1: let's come back to that in a second. This is Tom Laurie. I'm your mentor and I'm with Joseph Cavanaugh III. When we come back, we're going to talk more about StrengthsFinder and how you can use it to improve your productivity and your life.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. If you tuned in late, this is Tom Lorre. I'm with Joseph
1: Kavanaugh III. We're talking about the Clifton Finder and how to improve your life and career. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com. Joe, we were talking about the brain and neuroplasticity and... So much today in the newspapers is about all that we're learning about the brain. And maybe you mm-hmm. could talk some more about that.
2: Well, we're learning, first of all, that the old myth that we only use 10% of our brain is completely false. We actually use 100% of our brain. The key is actually growing our brain and strengthening the connections within our brain into powerful strengths. And that's really one of the, the things that StrengthFinder helps us do is identifying the neural patterns that we are uniquely blessed with that we can take and turn into powerful strengths. But that requires intentional development and identification of what those talents actually are.
1: Now, do these strengths stand on their own? I get a list as when I do the assessment. I gotta have a list of my top five, and I know there's more to probably look at, but do they work independently, or how do they, how do they work?
2: Great question, and that's something a lot of people tend to, to not understand, but the strengths actually modify one another, and no one, no two people who share one of the finder strength strengths will express it identical, each person will have their own unique expression of that particular strength. We can identify it as strength, for example, the strength of communication. We can tell a person is truly gifted in, uh, in the strength of communication, but the way in which they'll do it will be completely affected by the other talents and strengths that they possess. So that's one of the really exciting things about this is that, that people truly are incredibly unique. And this, this tool just does a wonderful job of helping them do that, whether we're dealing with teenagers or we're dealing with uh, young adults or, or even people in their 60s and 70s. It's just amazing how encouraging and empowering it is for people to discover this.
1: So do the results vary by race, nationality, sex, or age? You would mentioned uh, people older. Do, do they vary if you take it at different times in your life?
2: Well, first of all, as far as varying among uh, the various populations, for several decades there was really very little variation from culture to culture to culture, from the various nations, whether we're dealing with Africa or North America or Europe or Asia. They were, they were very, very solid, very consistent. So it's very exciting that talent is distributed over the, over the entire world in a very even way. Although, again, incredible diversity among that. Um, Recently, there's been a very, very interesting development that millennials actually are beginning to show a different distribution of talents than the previous generations. So the Gen X, the boomers, and the builders, they were very, very consistent. But millennials are beginning to... Uh, show a distinctly unique pattern among millennials. Hmm. And the understanding of this is that the millennials are the first generation that have been connected digitally from virtual birth. And so that is actually rewiring their brains, this constant interaction with all these digital devices.
1: And that would mean that they would have a different profile than, uh, I guess, or...
2: Yes, it's actually varying. Their strengths, in other words, the distribution of their strengths, are looking different than Gen X, boomers, and builders. That those three generations uh, were very consistent, but millennials are, are emerging as distinctly different from them. And that's the, that's the the theory in the neuroplasticity science right now. It's because this constant interaction with texting and the phone calls and the video games and all the different aspects of that have actually wired their brain differently. So it's, it's very early into, into the study of this exactly how that's differing, but it is distinct. And so that's, it's, it's eye-catching in that it's the first time we've seen that kind of difference emerge.
1: So talk a little bit about how valid the results are.
2: My experience, again, with having coached over 5,000 individuals is that when people first get the results they may not be all that terribly impressed matter of fact a lot of people that i've i've coached right said so tell me about your first response as you read this through a lot of people will say well you know three makes sense one i'm not sure and i don't think one's even a strength and so much of this is because of the conditioning people have had about you know what what a strength is what a strength is not but as I coach people through the process, and this has been true of all 5,000 plus individuals that I've worked with since 2002, every single person has actually been very excited about their, their top five. And then as we've coached a lot of people, they've taken their 30, full 34 through that process as well. So the experience I've seen is it is incredibly accurate, amazingly so. And the uh, research is validating that, that it's both highly validated and highly reliable.
1: Now, when I look at the reports that I get, and you get a number of reports once you take the assessment, it's got a a little T in the upper left-hand corner on one of the sheets. What does that mean?
2: Well, there's actually four different domains that the 34 strains fall within. And so there are strengths where the primary contribution is executing, getting things done. So an example of that is Achiever. Achievers have incredible stamina. They work at a, typically a faster pace than other people. They are highly motivated to get a lot done every single day. So that's the ex, an example of executing domain. Another domain would be the influencing domain. Influencing is about influencing other people's behaviors and thoughts. So for an example, I use communication. Communication is an influencing theme, obviously, because we use communication to alter the way that people think and behave. The third one is uh, relationship building. And so there's a set of, of uh, talents that are all about building relationships. So uh, relate her is one of those themes. And uh, people who have a relator, they love people they already know. They're, they tend to be very family-orientated, and, and they, they have a wonderful understanding of what healthy relationship looks like.
1: That's my wife.
2: Salt of the earth, mine as
1: well. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a break and come back, and we'll hear about the fourth one in just a second. Uh, this is Tom Laurie, your mentor, with Joseph Kavanaugh III, talking about weaknesses and strengths and what you can do to improve your life. You can go to the mentorsradio.com to get information or to listen to this show again. If you came in late.
0: And now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Hi, this is Tom Laurie, and I'm with Joseph Kavanaugh III. I'm your mentor for the day, and Joe is my assistant. Actually, he's the expert. We're going to be talking about your strengths and how you can double down on those for success in life and at work. When we finished the last segment, you were talking about the four domains, and we still have one more to cover. Joe?
2: So the fourth domain is strategic thinking And this is a grouping of strengths that represent how we can do things better, thinking about that. So, for an example, my number one strength is ideation. People with ideation love ideas, love concepts. We can connect completely disconnected uh, concepts and, and find a connection and bring them together and create something brand new that people have never thought about before. People with ideation love explaining ideas and things like that. There's even a strategic thinking strength called strategic. These are very quick thinkers who are able to sort through the clutter, the complexity, and come up with that key insight, that key concept to be able to do it exactly the best way. So those are the four. So it's uh, executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking.
1: So we're focused on strengths, and I came out of a large corporation, and what I remember with the performance reviews, I'd sit down with my boss, and they would tell me what I was good at. That took about five minutes, and the next hour they talked about my weaknesses and what I needed to improve on. Uh, what do you have to say about weaknesses? Do we just forget about them? The thing about
2: weaknesses with strength finders is that we want to be able to manage around our weaknesses. We, want, we realize that our weaknesses represent something that tends to drain us that we do not excel at. And so there's, there's, a, there's several different strategies of how we can do that. Sometimes we're fortunate enough to have certain signature strengths that we can tap into that can help us compensate for uh, a neural pattern that we do not possess The most common solution, however, is one in which uh, I definitely enjoy using, is I'll give the example that I have a non-pattern for a strength called discipline. People with discipline, they love routine, they love structure, they love predictability. And truthfully, those things drive me crazy. Those drain me detail, that type of thing. I'm not that kind of person. Much more conceptual. So my wonderful administrative assistant is gifted with discipline and responsibility and consistency, a wonderful set of very structured, very detailed, very predictable type behaviors that actually are a wonderful complement to my more conceptual approach.
1: So... To continue, I am sure with all of your work, with all of these people, you have a couple of really good stories to tell us about where this has made a difference.
2: Indeed. And one of the ways I see it, not only in teams, and I can give some examples of that as well, Please but do. also even in couples. And so I can give two examples, one of a couple and one of, of teams. With couples, interesting phenomena You know the old adage that opposites attract? Well, based on my coaching with strength fighters, it's absolutely true. It's amazing how different couples are from one another. And frequently, people uh, where I look at each person's top five, their top five will be in their spouse's bottom (laughs) ten. I mean, so often, it's just amazing. And, And so... When, when we first meet one another, somehow we know intuitively that we complement one another. And we're drawn to that person because we know that they're able to do things and, have, and, and able to contribute things that we can't. And so we have this intuitive sense they somehow complete us. And so that creates this wonderful, attractive chemistry that draws us together. However... Then we get married, and we we live together, and as a result of that, now we get up and close and personal with those strengths that are our non-patterns, our weaknesses, and we begin to start wondering, how in the world can you even think like that? That makes no sense. And we begin to project our strengths onto our spouse, and our spouse begins to do the exact same thing, and it creates conflict so the very thing that acted as the chemistry of attraction now becomes a source of of ongoing conflict and if that's not intervened with at some point in time with many cases it ends very badly but through this coaching it's an amazing thing that the spouse begins to see all the positive contributions now their spouse's strengths that were driving them crazy they actually now begin to see the positive side of that and begin to reconnect with why that was originally attractive. And so I I have a very common experience. I have couples tell me that if it was not for our coaching, they don't think they'd still be married. And as a result of the coaching process, they have an incredibly strong marriage. And that's a consistent message I hear over and over and over. Many of my business clients will say to me that they absolutely are going to now invite their spouse into our coaching sessions and because they want their spouse to begin to experience the same benefit that they
1: are. So sounds like, first of all, things I've taken away, you've broken a lot of myths about this. We also talk, there's always a fear of people taking these types of things or doing these types of things. Where, where does that come from? And And I would think based on what you just said, we probably, are we projecting? And that's one of the things that blinds us to other people?
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. You know, a lot of people think of this psychological concept of projecting as uh, tending to be w- with something negative. So, you know, if someone is dishonest, they are convinced everyone is. If someone steals, they're convinced everyone would if they're given a the chance. Not true, but that's, Projection of negative attributes, but what we what I've learned through this process is that we project our positive attributes as well. So if if it, if we, for example, let's say we're deeply curious and we read voraciously, then we assume that everyone loves to read, and and the the reality is it's not true. And if we project that onto people, like there's not you know reading is fun and it's easy, and and we project it onto people, some people in truth struggle with reading, and they they find it very, again, wearying and and difficult, and they don't enjoy it at all. Maybe they want to listen to a recorded version or that type of thing. So it's easy for us to project that onto one another, and that that really has a very, very unfortunate outcome.
1: We're going to have to clip here and come back. This is your mentor, Tom Laurie. I'm with Joseph Cavanaugh III. Remember, you can always go to our website, thementorsradio.com and catch up if you came in late
0: and now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business
1: This is your mentor for today, Tom Laurie, and I'm with Joseph Cavanaugh III, and we're talking about the Clifton Strengths Finder to improve your life. Joe, you were talking a little bit about how this can be used to improve your relationship, in particular your marriage. Mm-hmm. Give us an example of how you've seen this uh, work with teams, uh, business teams, organizational yeah. teams.
2: Well, first assurance I want to give all the listeners is each of you are amazingly talented. But most people don't know that. And that's the, what I think is just the greatest value that Strange Fighter brings is it helps you begin to understand how you are uniquely talented and, again, what the great value of that is. And so when I work with teams, the whole focus is beginning to create the environment where each person can do what they are uniquely talented to do better than anyone else. And that's really what creates you know, winning teams whether it's athletics or whether it's in the corporate world.
1: How can people reach you if they want to uh, get more information directly from you? By the way, we'll have information posted on our website, thementorsradio.com. But I suspect there may be some people that may want to contact you directly and possibly uh, talk about coaching.
2: Excellent. Well, my email address is joe j-o-e at equip the word e-q-u-i-p with the number two just the number two and then equip again equip to equip.com and they can reach me there uh, our website is equip to equip.com uh, they can check out the website and i would uh, very much enjoy touching base with some of our listeners
1: Now there were a couple of other books that are available to people that I just want to touch on, and they include Entrepreneurial Strengths Finder for those people that are considering uh, looking at uh, the world of startups, and then there's another one called Strengths Quest, which I believe is for the college students. That is correct. So those are also there. Well, we're going to have to get you back on, Joe. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today, and we'll have to get you back on. I know you're doing a lot of other interesting things, and. We'd love to have you come back and talk to us about those.
2: I would enjoy that as well.
1: Next week, our mentor will be Rick Brutico. He's run a number of companies over the years, including one that many people know, a kitchen appliance company called Decor. His guest will be James Tekka, who has over 50 years of deep experience in the banking industry, and they will be talking about how to approach a bank for business loans and the types of loans that are available when financing your business. I will return in four weeks with my guest, Alan Cox, who's the author of 11 books and an advisor to CEOs and their top teams, with companies that have included Walgreens, Motorola, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Columbus McKinnon, Kraft, and a number of others. Some of the books he's written include Change the Way You Face the Day, When the Sun Shines Through, his bestsellers. Confessions of a Corporate Headhunter, Inside Corporate America, The Making of the Achiever, straight talk from Monday morning. Books mentioned on the show will be posted on our website, thementorsradio.com. If you have questions, comments, or suggested topics, you can go to thementorsradio.com. And don't forget, we offer free podcasts of this, and other shows are available. We've really enjoyed having Joe with us. And one of the things very quickly we'll talk about is that we use StrengthsFinder and the ministry that we have for people that are out of work because it allows them to learn about themselves so they can articulate who they are, both in their resume on LinkedIn and in their interviews. It's a very important tool for people to use as they're going out trying to show their unique value. Thank you for joining me, Tom Laurie, and our guest, Joe Kavanaugh III. Until next week, this is Rick Brutico, John Phillips, and me, Tom Laurie, your mentors for life and career, urging you to be all you can be and to keep the candle lit for those who struggle in the darkness.
0: It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life,